1: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, number 464. Why do, why am I doing that stupid voice, Katie? I don't know. Why did I... Why? Why can't I just say, welcome to Nerdist Podcast, number 464? I feel like because I always start the podcast with the same... Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast... Matt's made fun of it before. So I was just trying to have fun with it. I was just trying to mix it up a little bit. I, I was trying to mix it up for the listeners. I was trying to mix it up for my own brain. Katie, I was trying to mix it up for you. Because you've heard so many of these... I think you've heard more Nerdist podcasts than anyone else. Like, because sometimes you've had to listen to them multiple, like a couple times, to make sure that everything was everything was all leveled and good and and excellent for yeah, the, the I have listener. To,
2: I have to listen to them quite a few times. God damn
1: it! <laughs> One of these days, maybe you should be a guest in the podcast, So we should dig around a little bit. Like, what's what's KT Money up to? Where's she from? What's her deal? What are her aspirations? Okay. Are you asking me right now? Does she want a family? Does she hate families? Does she oh, what sandwiches know. does she like? What's her favorite Slurpee flavor? Is she White a beach? Cherry. Is she a beach person or beach person? Okay, I didn't Doesn't say even the matter or. What
0: the second one is?
1: Um, <laughs> the orgasm planet. <laughs> Beach person. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> I didn't even have to think about that one. Um, at Midnight's back on the air. We just completed our first week. Thank you so much if you watch. The show is, it's my dream job. So I am I'm very, very, very excited to be back. We'll be back for a while. So please watch. It's uh, Monday through Thursday after Colbert on Comedy Central at midnight. Our sponsor for this podcast, Katie, I'm very excited about I don't believe they've sponsored a podcast before but mm-hmm. I but I love this company which is Spec. Um, they make cases. Uh, they make like like phone cases, uh, mo- mobile device cases and they were one of our uh big sp- they were one of our first sponsors for Course of the Force. They made these really cool yeah, those were great. Course of the Force. Um, they sort of look like the uh they sort of look like the the clone um, the, the, the cases, the Stormtrooper yeah. cases and it uh, they they, they I, I've, and I've met a lot of the spec people. I, I've hung out with them at, like, CESs and stuff. And, and just, like, super nerdy dudes. Just good, good, good people. So I, the candy shell is probably the case that you know from spec. Uh, and they kind of have this uh, long-live-the-machines um, mentality, which advocates for humans to protect, not fear, the machines. Uh, so we are... Listen, if the machines are going to overtake us anyway... We might as well just be cool <laughs> with them so that they're not like, hey, I remember when you were a dick to me when I was just uh, – when I was a, a, a non-sentient be- device. Um, so <laughs> I guess long live the machines. And by the way, uh, Spec, if you go to specproducts.com, um, they'll give you – you can get cases for pretty much anything. It's a cool company and they make great, great, great cases. So uh, go, over, go over to Spec today and – Wrap that puppy, and by wrap, I mean put a case, and by puppy, I mean on your device (laughs) before you put it in someone. (laughs) Keep it safe. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. And keep it on the beach for Katie (laughs) Levine. Katie, the beach you're a beach person. I like the beach. I like to look at the water. I don't like getting sand everywhere.
2: Oh, uh, I surf, so Oh,
1: yeah. that explains everything. Yep. You can't surf in a forest.
2: No. I do like oh, hiking. The though, too. I like the forest too. I you, just like nature. Anything that has to do with nature. Ever like. been to Costa Rica? No, I want to.
1: What are you waiting for? It's fucking rainforest, 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 ocean.
2: I know. I know. I need to go.
1: You could you could like swing through the canopies and then just like jump onto a surfboard and <laughs> just like and just paddle your way out.
2: That sounds like heaven.
1: I think think the west coast of Costa Rica is the one you want. When I went there, it was the west coast. They're
0: surfing on both, but yeah, the west coast, I think,
2: has better surfing. Because I know people have done surf trips there.
1: Miss you. I'm going back home to the west coast. (laughs) Costa Rica. This episode of the podcast is Nick Kroll, uh, who is a dear friend of ours. This is a uh, three-peat. This is the third time Nick was on. Uh, The Kroll Show starts... Tuesday, January 14th, and it is on Comedy Central for 11 weeks from there, I believe, um, at 10.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Nick, I adore. I've done so many comedy shows with that guy and hung out with him a lot, and he's just such a sweetheart. A dude can say that about another dude, right? He's a sweetheart. I just want to hug him every time (laughs) I see him. Uh, and I'm one of the funniest people I know, so I, I greatly enjoyed uh, chatting with Nick Kroll here on the Nerdist Podcast. Number 464! See, i got to bookend it with crazy voices.
2: I like it. It fits. Do
1: You and like I it just... better than the beach?
2: No. <laughs> you
1: no. Know, sometimes you're a real dick, Katie.
2: I know.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now entering Nerdist.com.
0: Hello, Nick Kroll.
2: No, that was too official of a start. Yeah. Oh, hey. Well, so let, let's just uh, have a natural chat, and then at some point you'll introduce me. What do you want to talk about? Um, tiny Waters, mainly.
1: Tiny Waters. Hold me closer, tiny, tiny Waters. Wow.
2: Yeah, you are you and out on the went, road. <laughs> yeah, it's out on the road away from other people. <laughs> just out in the just, middle of the road where other people can't road. hear. Um, here's one thing that I would uh, talk about up top. Okay, please. Um. I'm. I think I probably came in around the same time last year to do to talk to talk to you guys, Mm -hmm. and we were talking. uh, I was saying that I thought that Justin Bieber would have a meltdown within like a pretty short amount of time, Uh, and like a week later, he peed in a a a mop bucket. So are you are you Bieber psychic?
1: Yeah, I think I'm a little Bieber psychic.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And then after that is when he did the uh, Anne Frank thing right? yeah, yeah 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 and then uh also this past year he uh brazilian whorehouse whore um, <laughs> got carried up the great wall of china <laughs> yes. threw up on stage <laughs> yeah got bottled thrown at him that's not him but he, he you know he, he brought
1: that yeah he punched a paparazzi or you know so
0: that must have been a cute.
1: i have to say i still think the meltdown has not happened yet i think those are just these are just like tremors well didn't he
2: quit didn't he say he retired no, really. He said he, he retired. He said he was going to retire from music.
1: To to but, I mean, he's not going to retire to, from to focus
2: on arm tattoos. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> to focus on Usher. Yeah. <laughs> to focus on his real love of uh, uh, macrame.
2: Um, his his manager Scooter Braun is engaged. Isn't <laughs> that
1: one of Hitler's? Uh... <laughs> How's <laughs> like a trusty this... sidekick?
2: In a manner of speaking. Scooter yes. Braun yeah. yeah.
1: What should we do about these problems? Yeah. Scooter Braun I am concocting the perfect Aryan child. <coughs> he
2: is. He is beautiful. He yeah.
1: will gestate for a
0: period of fifty two years yeah. the, and then the beanie on his hat was a swastika. Is that yeah, what it was? The propeller, it was just in the shape of a swastika.
1: Well, I'm glad we all now have blown the lid off this. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, have we started? I'm yeah, sorry. Usually I'm not the one who says that. Other people. So we <laughs> wait, 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 where have, we started, have oh, we started yet? Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, 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 Can we swear on this? Yeah. Yeah, you can say what I mean. <laughs> Great. Um, you're a three-peater to the Nerdist podcast. You were on the first year of the podcast, and then mm-hmm. you were on last year, and mm-hmm. now you've come back. And, uh, and so it's nice to... I, I imagine that the podcast appearances have really helped elevate your career to places that you never had dreamed possible yeah, I, from being on a podcast.
2: You know... Uh, that is literally why I am here.
1: <laughs> oh, by the way, in all seriousness, though, uh, I thought you were really great on the James Franco roast. Oh, thank you. Which I, you know, it's I've I haven't watched a roast in really ever and been like, oh man, that was great. I mean, I know like the. I remember the old Dean Martin roasts. I thought were great, and then I watched them again. I was like, "Oh, these are not that great." Oh,
2: interesting. And everyone's drunk.
1: Uh, yeah, everyone's drunk, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's really just super racist, and yeah. it's not really. Yeah, and even some of the you know more recent ones always felt kind of awkward, and like, oh, I think those people really got stung. But this one actually was great. It was really fun and funny, and and I thought you guys, I thought you um, did a great job. Thank
2: you. Uh, you know the um, by the way, we're talking to Nick Kroll. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, who? <laughs> <laughs> That'll all be sussed out in the intro. Yeah, and also I'm realizing it's like it always happens in podcasts where it's like, oh, we we even said we even introduced you. You're it's Nick yeah. Kroll. and then yeah. you're like, oh, like the people reading the like description of a podcast yes. aren't looking to see the other name that is. I, I'll
1: a blind tag test. I, I tag an intro I tag intros on all. all oh, of them. So okay. I'll, so and that's where there's like a little bit of a sponsorship reading. I go, this podcast was Nick Kroll. Uh-huh. It's the third time he's been on. Okay. You know, and do you Hero do stats. like a,
2: do you do like an Alec Baldwin like here's the thing where he's like Nick. Role. Oh. <laughs> came up in the New York comedy scene in the early 2000s.
1: Like it's a docuseries? Yeah, and it's yeah. like
2: Blue Train. It's like Coltrane is playing in the background.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Starting in the alternative comedy scene led him to L.A. where you began in Caveman. Hang on, my daughter's ah, texting me. Yeah, what a
1: cunt. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I'm not saying she is. I'm saying no, he would, he say, would that. say that. Yeah, and I was doing the character that would say
2: that. Guys, I wasn't saying take that. take it easy on Chris, okay? He's doing <laughs> yeah, an act out. I'm fine. Act out. I'm Jesus fine. Christ. Am I
0: flinching? That, that reminded me of that uh, that old uh, BJ Novak joke, which was, uh, I just met Yakov Smirnoff's wife. Ugh, what a cunt.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, funny joke. It's so specific. The the, the different pieces of information you would have to
2: have.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Put it all together. I love that. I love it. Um, The Franco Roast. So. Oh, um, it was... It, I have felt similarly. Like, I went to the... I remember going to the uh, Charlie Sheen roast. I went and saw it. And I was like, ooh, this is a really uh, negative vibe. This is like a real bad vibe to this whole thing. Like, it's it's like, it's like a NASCAR. It's like watching NASCAR. Yeah, so I was going to
0: say. It's like, yeah, a truck pull or something. Like that. Um,
2: people want to watch, like, crashes. Um, And it was, you know... And, and at that moment, like, whatever you say about Sheen, he was fascinating in the country. But largely, roasts had become, like... Um people who are like were relevant and no longer were, and this was an opportunity for them to re-enter the public consciousness. And then very funny people, decimating them and then um, without even really knowing them yeah, yeah 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 and like look Jezelnik and Amy and Whitney and like are super funny great joke writers and performers so it was the, it was fun to watch the equation but it was a different thing than what I think we all quote-unquote remember from the Dean Martin roast which was like oh these guys are all buddies and like let's watch them be racist and homophobic yeah um, but it still was there was a camaraderie there that was kind of fun um and so when they said franco about the franco roast it was like oh that would be if i were to ever do a roast this would be the one just cuz it was especially when they announced that seth was going to um be the the mc and um that it was like oh well Ro- rogan's such a good guy and the tone that he will set i think will be kind of fun. And, and so, you know, he was like, he, he, they'd reached out to be like, do you want to do it? And I was like, I think I do. Like, I think I wanted to do this one that would be kind of like, everyone felt relevant. I was, I knew everyone except for James. He was the only guy I didn't know. (laughs) Um, and so Rogan, I was like, would you mind introducing us like over email and just so I can have some contact with him. So I, uh, we emailed, uh, Rogan put us in touch over email, and and I emailed him, and I was like, hey, do you want to get together for coffee? And he's like, I'm in Montreal, but if you want to call, like, talk to me, I'll, we can talk on the phone. And I was like, okay. So uh, he was like, this is my assistant's phone number. I was like, oh, okay. No shit.
1: Uh, <laughs> right. Okay, fair enough. No, fair enough. Okay.
2: Fair enough. I'm not going to, okay. So uh, I call, and, and we get on the phone, and then I'm all, all of a sudden like, wait, what am I going to talk to him about? Like, hey, you know, so I guess three days from now, I'm going to do everything in my power to decimate you. Uh, yeah. What's going on? What are you doing yeah. in Montreal? So, and what's he's, your weaknesses? Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was. Where's um, the tenderest meat? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was like, he was very nice, but very quiet on the on the phone, which I think now. Well, so I'm I'm talking to him for like a minute, and I'm like, "How's Montreal?" He's like, "It's good." I'm like, oh, "I love Montreal." So he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, yeah, it's a Cool City, and he's like, okay, cool. And so I'm you're like, basically, he's just waiting for you to get to the point, right? I, I guess so. And and so I'm like, so I don't know why I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, um, he's like, well, uh, I was like, so you know, how did did they approach you about it? Did you approach them? And he was like, uh, they, you know, they called me. He's like, I- I've never seen a roast, and he was like. Uh, pretty stupid of me to do this huh and I was like no it's in line with your adventurous spirit um, yeah. which I which is true like yeah. he is yeah. kind of like try anything kind of guy which I really respect um, but then <laughs> but but I wanted to be like now looking back I'm like yeah like Franco can do whatever he wants because he's he's fucking beautiful <laughs> like, like the wildly handsome have a very different take on the world like the world is working for them yeah um, and, and for good reason. Like he's a very handsome, very smart, very hardworking, very committed guy. Um, but you know, looking back, I'm like, yeah, he was like, oh, so I'm going to go to a roast and they're going to be like, oh, you're so good looking. <laughs> oh, what a, what a drag. Oh, you do all the things that you want to do. Yeah. Oh, well that's oh. like
1: when they roasted Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And, and everyone seemed too afraid to really take shots. There's always a lot of it was like. Hey, Frank's fucked like ten girls this week. You know? yeah. Yeah. did like, you, buddy?
0: Didn't yeah. you? What buddy? a dig! Yeah. yeah, But
1: I wonder. Tell me. So, just I, we can get back to the Frank, the, the Franco phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Francophile, Montreal. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! It's all coming together. But um, so, so you look at someone like like James Franco, and I, I think obviously. I think nonstop about comedy and what makes comedy work and why some comics work, why some other comics don't work, and I know he's not a comedian, but he is essentially in a position where he has to be funny, yeah, and so i I always think you know, could a guy like Franco work with louis act right I mean, obviously some of the nuts and bolts would have to change, but part of what can make a comic? I think is that they're not threatening to the audience in any way, right? And when Franco walks out, he's immediately kind of threatening because people are like, well, fuck that guy, he doesn't have any problems. Right. I mean, obviously yeah. he does. He, he's like, he's a person, so sure. he does. Sure, but as a collective audience, people are immediately a little defensive because they think like, oh, that's the, he's he has way more than I have, right? Yeah. Right. I,
2: I think you know, and I, maybe that's why he. I mean, who knows? I mean, he's tried a bunch of stuff. Maybe that's why he doesn't necessarily do stand up per se. But, but I think he. I think the key is, like, is is that he's proven over and over that he has a sense of humor about himself. Yeah, yeah. At whatever it is, whether it's, like, um, you know, being on, to me, like, being on General Hospital as a character named Franco, people are like, oh, what is he going to do? And I, was like, I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, yeah. that's, like, you don't, he's not taking himself seriously at all. Like, the people who I'm, like, could never do comedy are, like, musicians who can't, like, well, that's not true, because a bunch of musicians want to do comedy, I think, but, like, people who take themselves, like, He's a fascinating one because, like, actors, like, actors are so unironic yeah. that they, you know, if they got up to do stand-up, a lot of them would be like, here's here's what's really going on, you know? <laughs> and you're like, that's like why Russell Crowe's like going to go do the Bill Hicks movie. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, Bill Hicks was saying what was going on and he was earnest. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> about comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you're like, actually, oh. I think Jim Varney was earnest. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that was not me. worth stopping the
1: momentum for that joke.
2: <laughs> it really was not worth it. know. my problem is I don't know who it is.
1: Ernest! Oh, oh, Played by Jim Varney. <laughs> well, I love that I just said the name louder, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 Ernest. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ernest.
2: Oh, okay, Vern. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, talking I'm about sorry. Vern. I'm you know see, what I mean? Again. Wait, so Ernest's best friend was named Vern? Yeah.
1: Well, see, I tend to think that Vern was just a psychological extension <laughs> of Ernest. <laughs> oh, okay. And he was, he basically, he had a split personality. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It yeah, was... Vernest,
2: Ern, Vernest. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was talking to himself, like... Poking out of a shower, yeah. like yeah. talking to himself. Yeah,
1: basically, I, I think that the real character, I think Vern is the real guy, and Ernest is this weird projection, this mental projection of like, hey, why can't you open up and be more fun? Because, and Vern was always shutting windows on him. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's true. And also the idea that Ernest is dead because he wears the same thing every time. Oh, so you maybe see him. that's so, what he was wearing when he died.
2: So maybe Vern, or that's just the other way, is that Vern is real and ernest is like Th- that, the ghost yeah. no
1: that's what we're saying. yeah that's yeah. what we're saying. yeah yeah that, oh, wow. but then ernest yeah. is either a ghost or a, or a mental
2: oh. projection of verne guys i'm getting scared stupid here <laughs> we should go to camp <laughs> <laughs> yeah ernest ernest goes to purgatory yep which he <laughs> <laughs> or he's in he might yeah. be was he a comedian
1: was that an act um yeah i mean he was an actor and a you know and they were local commercials they were like really regional commercials your area uh, in the Midwest, in the South, okay. for uh, really, I, yeah, it was first. Well, it might have actually even been more. And local was it than like
2: Seven Up or Sprite that were the big commercials he did? No, no, no. He did like there was
1: like a car commercial. I think like um, you know, oh, there's some great deals down here at this Ford. And then it it sort of it sort of blew up in the region, and then it kind of went national. And then he like that character was sort of like. You know, it was like Pee Wee Herman or any other character that sort of became bigger than uh, the thing that they were doing, and it yeah. became this kind of
2: cultural—not st- st- um, stigma.
1: No, no, cultural staple. Like, yeah, basically wow. this. You know,
2: I remember it. I think my first, I feel like, was like a like Hey Vern," and it was like a for, for like a Seven Up or something.
1: Yeah, it was. It This was. It was actually pretty far before that. But it was the guy who was the annoying neighbor, and he would always like, mm-hmm. you know, he'd prop a ladder up on uh. his neighbor's window and be like, "Hey Vern, you gonna go down?" To-? And then Vern would close the window on his wow. hands. So
2: what ha-
0: is he still alive? Or no, Jim Barney died. He died, he uh, died of lung, lung cancer. cancer. Yeah, yeah. He was an avid smoker.
2: An avid smoker. Yeah,
0: yeah. Real big fan of it.
2: <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> some guys like comic books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy loved fucking cancer. Yeah, yeah. No, he
0: loved smoking, but cancer was like the trophy that he got from smoking so much.
2: <laughs> that uh, yeah. He, he, that's so crazy. That's like Larry the Cable Guy where it just became bigger than whoever uh, that guy is cuz he was a what comic was yeah.
1: Whitney. Whitney. Dan. it was a yeah dan dan, Whitney? dan dan
2: it was a character he was doing and then it just kept he it, was just yeah. a, like
1: a regular stand up yeah. yeah and then it just and i always wonder cuz you you i you know i i don't see you do a lot of stand up as you nick i've seen i've seen you do i've seen you do some stand up nick as nick but i've also seen you do fabrice mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and other characters and so yeah. i wonder do you Do do you like that? Would you like a character to be bigger than you as a person? Do you like that? Do you think Um, it's good to have the separation? I I
2: think it's – I mean, I think I I, I, I I used to do a lot more characters live. um, And I think, you know, obviously having my show has allowed me to do all those characters and feel fulfilled by them. um, But I also at at some point did make a conscious decision that I wanted people – I wanted Nick Kroll to be – like the the char- the the guy who did all of these characters that I could like go to but also um I found especially going on the road I I I didn't want to be relying on doing a character cuz like if like in other and I, although that was I think like the comedy world I think or fan people fans of comedy have become so much more literate over the last like six years even just mm-hmm. from podcasts honestly like that you can go anywhere and be like they'll be like oh that's that character that i heard on the podcast versus like all right like you've just seen two comics and now a gentleman in a thong with four pairs of sunglasses <laughs> is gonna talk about raven simone yeah. you know it's like it, it you know
1: what though that sounds a lot like or the like right before the comedy boom late 70s early 80s when people would turn around pack and, into comedy clubs mm-hmm. and then there were so many comedians and some guys would just come out and do these crazy ridiculous characters
2: mm-hmm.
1: without really explaining it at all and people were on board yes yeah. because
2: i think cuz it was there was enough comedy going around and i think there's enough now but i also just was like i didn't want to be ti- i don't want to i didn't ever want to be tied to one character um Uh, So it felt like, oh, if if I am the center of them and then I can go and do all these different things. um, I do find like uh, building characters that it's useful to perform them live because you can see where the laughs are. Um, But I think podcasts in a way have also kind of made that not irrelevant but have been like you know I'll go and do like comedy bang bang or something as a character and then you can sort of see what people have responded to and be like oh that worked or or messing around with them live versus just going straight to um, filming yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Um, going back a little bit, was there, was anyone, was everyone
2: okay after the roast or were there any hurt feelings? Um, You know, there were, largely everyone was okay. Franco uh, didn't
0: stick around. I remember he left right away. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, you, I saw Jonah was on the red carpet doing all the interviews beforehand. Right. So,
0: Which the both of you have done. Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 I did yeah.
2: it for the Joan Rivers roast. I did it for Saget. Saget. Yeah. yeah, and so it's a, it, it was a weird thing because I was talking to you and I was like mm. so nervous. Yeah, you were kind of. I was yeah. not, I did not, I am very glad that I was a part of that experience. But I did not uh, in, have fun. Uh, I was incredibly uh, nervous about performing, and I was in, I was somewhat nervous about what people were going to say about me, or what people weren't going to say about me. Like, and and I think I said this to you, but it was yeah. like this almost scarier than what people were going to say was to just be ignored, right? Yeah. And it, because there oh, is you're right. like a real, there's a real, especially with that roast where everybody was relevant. There was a real like fame ladder of, like, who's really famous, who's, and, like, and I didn't mind, like, like, Natasha made a joke it was, like, uh, like, Nick Kroll, you're one fan out there, and, like, which I was like, I was like, great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, Frank would call me a rat face and I was like, great. Like the jokes didn't hurt, the jokes didn't hurt my feelings yeah. at all. Like I didn't, I didn't mind them, but almost scarier was like being like ignored and being like, I'm not as famous or successful as these people. Uh, like they are movie stars up here and I'm like scrapping to be a part of it, which is true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that was, and that was, I think the scariest was like the reality of something like that. In the end, it was totally fine, but, Actually, going back to the character thing was originally I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll do a character because I'll feel more free to just really lay into people like because I, I did an one of the first only roasts I ever did before that was like, I think Paul F. Tompkins did a roast at UCB and I did Fabrice on that roast. And and it was like it was at UCB was like it was like it was like, uh, it was like Amy Mann and um, uh, Jimmy Pardo and. Uh, Patton and it was really fun because I just was Fabrice and I could be as vicious as I wanted to be uh, and like have that rhythm and you can hide behind a character and like, and I was like, for this roast, I was like, no, I don't think, I feel like that'll be cheating if I'm like everyone else would be making, not realizing like that I could be myself, go backstage, become a character (laughs) and come back and like, like hater. yeah. Yeah. Hater did it and was obviously so funny but hater is not a stand-up at all he's not a guy who is like uh bill hater on stage a ton um but was so funny and yeah. was able to do and i was like oh and, and like andy Sandberg did like a bit you know like yeah. a more of a bit which i thought was really funny too i mean that to me was the fun thing about that roast is everybody did well like yeah. everybody killed everybody had their own take and their own style yeah, even to it. Jonas
0: was like the like the bailing it's like why am i saying these things you guys are my friend and then saying something horrible yeah. against, this is ridiculous yeah. you're my friend.
2: yeah and and like natasha was super funny and sarah was yeah. super funny and ross you know jeff ross who's like that's his bread and butter like came up and showed why he is the fucking roast master yeah. like he had great jokes so um good. so it was uh but to, just to finish the Franco thing, so I, the phone call, uh, we fin- and he was like, I got to watch a roast. He's like, I haven't watched any. Do you have any to recommend? And I was like, oh my God, look, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> so I was like, uh, you know, you could watch the old Dean Martin roast, which I think is the vibe they're going for with ours or with yours, or you could watch like the Pam Anderson roast if you want to see what the modern like monster version of this is. Yeah. Um. And he's like, all right, cool. And then we get off the phone and, and I saw Rogan. The next day and i was like i just i spoke to franco yesterday i was like it was the most awkward conversation i've ever no i saw him like the night of the roast i was like that was like the most awkward conversation i've ever had on the phone rogan's like we've been friends for 10 years i don't think i've ever spoken to him on the phone (laughs) (laughs) so whereas it felt to me like a power play i think he's just not a guy you talk on the phone to yeah um and then yeah and then we did it and it was like I went home and, like, was, like, that was terrible. Like, I felt terrible about myself that night. Um, and my friends were, like – my friend was, like, I think you have, like, just body dysmorphia here. Like, that yeah. – you were great. Like, and I was, like, oh, okay. And then I watched I was, like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. But it just was this weird – I can't explain it. It's, like, it's such a weird negative – not a negative eye because it, we all are, like, friendly and respect each other, you know? Um, but you're exposed – In a lot of different ways. Yeah. You're exposed, you're vulnerable in the sense
1: that People could say stuff that you're really actually insecure about. Sure. But you should be okay with it because you're up there and it's all just mm-hmm. the name of the game. Yeah. You're also exposed in the sense that if you're not funny, everyone's gonna be like, that guy's not fucking funny, fuck that guy. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then it's gonna be the thing that everyone talks about yeah. the next day. It's like, yeah. oh, crow bombed yeah. on the old road. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. next you know? situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. But yeah, and and on top of that, because it was Franco and because it was all of those folks up there it felt like this was one that people were going to watch like that, like our world of people who you would want to watch and respect you are going to watch this one. They're going to like tune it. Like you watch this one, like, or, you know, like you wouldn't necessarily, you, I don't know if you watched like whatever the one was last year. I don't even remember who it was, but like there was something about like our community was going to watch it and I didn't want to fuck up (laughs) for our community. And like, you know a couple weeks later i was somewhere and i uh, i'm going to name drop here like uh, i met pt anderson and adam sandler who had both watched the roast and oh, were like hey r- good job man and i was like Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was fun. I was comfortable the whole time. Yeah, because you, know what? You, don't, you don't want to hear,
1: hey, I saw the roast. Look, man, those things are hard. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. Or just even just like, hey, I saw the roast. So what are you up to
0: now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 keep, I
1: keep thinking about, that was the first one I watched where I go, maybe I would do one of these, uh, although I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm in a position where it's likely that Comedy Central might ask me to do sure, one sure. at some point, I I, I still can't. You know, the, you do that thing when you're a performer, when you're watching other people, and you're like, would I have said that? Yes. Would I have a different joke? What yeah. would I do if, like, yeah. you can't help but put yourself yeah. in this situation? And I honestly, you'd be I, just, good at it. I don't think yeah. I, I don't know if I would. Your, your mean jokes are good? No, I don't like being
2: mean. <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's a really weird thing, because you are, like, we all are mean, or we can be mean, but also, like, I think in general, honestly, like, comedians, for at least from my experience, our community is actually a very largely supportive, decent nice group of people like the whole like idea of like mean like truly mean stuff like i guess we're all capable of it we're all monsters inside (laughs) But, but like but i do think like inherently it's not it's not our community to do that really uh towards i don't know like i don't like talking about other comedians i will never publicly like like talk badly about other comedians like for instance who would you not talk about i'm kidding like (laughs) i don't know like you know like a a jonah ray type right right, right. right. here we go i fucking
1: know it i just i know i i kind of feel like that i would have two approaches from the receiving end Mm -hmm. if i were just on a dais and i knew that shit was coming that i would either have to try to make as Comprehensive a list of as possible of like, here's all the things that they're probably going to go after yeah, yeah. and just go, okay. Yeah. Or I would have to go in and say, it doesn't, I'm just going to have to let all of it go and whatever mm. it is. Mm-hmm you know this is just what they do and then and then just not and then just not take it that you just can't you just do not you have you try
2: to prep for it and like it was it was fun and interesting going out like that it was the funnest part of it was going out that week before and like Aziz and Natasha and Jeff and Sarah we were all running sets around town and like you know, Aziz and I were, were like, you know, we've been doing stand-up together, comedy together for, like, 10 years. So, like, it was fun to be out with him and be, like, and and and, and also being, like, I heard that so-and-so's going to do a joke about your, you know, like. Nah. Um, and so, and, like, Aziz does, he's methodically <laughs> yeah. effective and efficient at being, like, oh, they're going to make fun of the fact that, like, I said I was friends with Kanye. Well, I'll go write a joke. In anticipation of that and Man. and he was very effective at that mm-hmm. um, and you know but you are anticipating what's going to come and to be like alright am I going to have a joke ready for that or not it's a <laughs> super weird process or just all yeah. of a sudden just feel an arrow go thump,
1: like oh I <laughs> yeah. didn't know that was no, exposed. Yeah. I thought I was all covered <laughs> up yeah, oh yeah, yeah that
2: oh, how well like you... like you know Sarah like Sarah talked afterwards about how she was bummed that people talked about her age Um, and you know, and it was like, God, I didn't even think that that would be something like she's so, she's got such a good sense of humor about herself and, but you don't know, you know what I mean? I don't think she knew that that would hurt her. Oh, Um, that's a good point. Which, you you know,
1: I think, I think that just, that to me just says that they don't know her. And that that's not something that's some, anything about who she is, right? That's yeah. just the thing that's like, oh, what what are the but most also, surface things yeah, we can talk surf- about? Right. And
2: that's the thing is like certain jokes just became the jokes that it was like, you know, gay jokes, yeah, or yeah. Like, gay, like Franco's gay or Sarah's older or Natasha's not famous or Nick looks like a rat face. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, but it was yeah. crazy. It was interesting because it was like, like I I had a joke that got cut about Sarah being older, but it was like, well, it's a joke about her. She's not old. She's like a beautiful, super like hip like youthful person it's just that i've known about her for many years because she was on saturday night live like 18 19 years ago however yeah. long ago like you know like i have just but she's not in any way like i don't think of her as old at all no. right which is one of the reasons you would make that joke but but like you know you, we all have our sensitivities you know what i mean that that are have good basis or no basis
1: yeah. I, I think I almost wonder if it would be a a good exercise or a bad like I, I hope for Sarah's sake that afterwards she's not like I never thought about that before and now right. I'm obsessed about that thing. Uh, like I yeah. kind of I would hope I, I if I were ever to do it, I would sort of say, like, you know, whatever shots whatever shots I take. Hopefully, when I come out of it, I'll be like, "Hey, I survived that, and it wasn't such a big deal." So yeah. maybe I don't need to be as insecure about all yeah. this dumb shit anymore. Yeah, and
2: that's and it, that's the thing is like I was I was talking to someone about it the other day of like, if you if you said the things that you say to yourself about other people, you'd be like, "You're a fucking monster."
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, you know, I I started laughing because that's funny, and at the same time. That's a very poignant thing that you just said because I think particularly I mean most people are shitty to themselves. Yeah. But particularly people in, in our do who do what we do. Mm-hmm. And I don't I think it's a very symbiotic relationship between this profession attracts people who are predisposed to be a little emotionally broken mm-hmm. and then the structure of the thing itself makes that worse. Sure. Yeah, and, it
2: doesn't help it. But it's also I also think to become successful you have to be highly self-critical um because you're you have to be improving yourself so you're gonna be like nah, that wasn't good like i didn't fucking nail that like that that set like that set wasn't great like versus like guys like hey Fucking got some last there. Yeah. All right, like
0: they have that, three last Yeah, that guy's you know, that the, guy's
2: plateauing. He
1: yeah. is, but the but the fucking got some guy is probably not going home sad, right? You know? No, no yeah. which is totally fine. But he's I...
2: getting laid. He's getting <laughs> yeah. he's getting spots occasionally, but he ain't getting a TV show. He's not getting a TV show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fine. No, you're right. I but I but I definitely think there is a there is a difference between self criticism and 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 flagellation. Yes. Because you know I say this to people. So, so, something had. Uh, you know, just in responding with people online about this podcast or anything that I work on or anything that we work on and, you know, um, what happens a lot of times is someone will say something really shitty, like in a really mean way, and I'll go, hey, you know, you didn't have to say that that way. i go, you can't take criticism? Like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I'm critici- – if you have constructive criticism, when people actually say, hey, look, I don't mean this as an attack, but just for me as someone who listens to your stuff – I think maybe you could work on doing this or try this or this is my impression of this. And I always go, oh, my God, that is very insightful and I appreciate that. Now go fuck yourself. (laughs) And they'll go, I thought you didn't like criticism. I'm like, no, no, no. Criticism is fine. Mm -hmm. But beating someone in the face is – that is – I think in some people's minds they think, oh, that's criticism. No, no, that's just being shitty. And that's what we do to ourselves. Right. And so that's why I think it. You have to be careful between being self-critical and just like you're so fucking stupid. Why did you think you could? As opposed right. to that well, didn't go
2: I, as well. How can you make this better? Right. But I think it's and and I think it's a it's a constant marriage of the two. But in a way, like we have like some of our worst internet comment commenters in our own head yeah yeah for, you know what absolutely. i mean it's like because yeah, yeah. like you can show a picture like you know you're like oh my god you look great in that picture you're like i look like a fucking idiot you yeah. know what i mean look yeah. at my fucking double chin and i'm a piece of fat fucking shit you know and then they're like no you look great and then like you're like i, I love it's like i love this picture of you and you're like that person's like are you kidding me yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. oh, that one. Look at that. i'm a nightmare i'm a yeah. human nightmare yeah. i think
1: yeah. i think i think we all have to uh I think it would be better if we allowed ourselves the ability to recognize that there is a disparity between what we see because we are with ourselves every second of the day. And what other people see, other people's brains cannot process everything we are at once. Yeah. So they're not going to see every detail that you're like, oh, this is weird or my ears are this or my chin is that or I can't. People aren't taking that all in. They just look at you really quick and go, "Oh, that's Nick." Hey, there's Jonah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I sometimes uh, will look if I see a picture of a you know like a paparazzi picture of a celebrity that's you know generally really good looking, and I'll look at it for a little bit and go, "I wonder if they think that their face looks wide." Yeah, in that. yeah. They or, do. I wonder. If, I wonder if they're like weirded out about yeah. this part of their neck. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They all
2: they all have their things. Oof, everybody does. It's wild. It's 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 really wild. So to to just as we continue to talk because I think it's interesting stuff. But the end of the Franco thing is like and the about the middle of the roast near the end I was like how are you how you holding up to him like a commercial break because like they would break commercial we'd all like I was taking shots with Rogan (laughs) I was like like, I'm getting drunk and this is crazy but I went up to uh, James I was like how's it going he's like he's like oh this is great he's like I never watched a roast, so I didn't know that you guys, everyone made fun of each other. I thought I was, you guys were just going to make fun of me for two hours. Oh. So he was like, I think I'm getting off easy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> As you guys who all knew each other were attacking each other. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he's and just James Franco is too pretty for he, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, It was so, it was, that was like also an interesting lesson of like, oh, it's, it is also about expectation of like, what if you're expecting the worst... Then if it, you know, everybody tears each other apart and leaves you slightly longer, you're like Oh, that was great. Did you think about how you were going to react when people made fun of you? Because Aziz went with the slapping, hand slapping the hand which slapping. is what he does. But yeah. yes, it was interesting to like you are aware. I mean, that was the other thing. And, and I think it's we've all been in those situations like you have to do something for the first time. You have to do everything for the first time once. So, like, for me, part of what was disconcerting about it was, like, reading a teleprompter and being like, am I looking at the camera? Is the teleprompter the camera right now? Or am I pretending to look at the audience? And, and like, they're, I can see on the corner of the monitor now that they're cutting to me for a reaction. Yeah. Am I reacting? You know, there are all those... There's so many things that you're trying to process at once that it's, like... And versus, like, you know, like, Seth or Jonah who have, like... Done the Golden Globes or the Oscars and are used to being in a theater of people reading a teleprompter, you know. Like, yeah. and I'm just like, I don't know how this fucking works. I don't know how to do this really. But I, I you know, I, I tried to react as genuinely as possible and, and yeah. just laugh. You it's know? so funny
1: to hear you t- describe because it, it sounds like it sounds like what it's like to shoot a porn or a sex scene. You know, yeah. you, when yeah. you when you're an audience member, oh hey, they're probably having fun there. But at the yeah. time, yeah, move this over here. This has got to be this. It's yeah. like hearing all the mechanics yeah. of it. To to basically create what what you know yeah what is this this seamless comedy I've, yeah I've
2: had I've you know I've shot not a ton of like make out or, or like sex sexy stuff <laughs> yeah and I like that's what I like to call it sexy like, sex does stuff script stuff? have any sexy stuff I've probably gotten like one and a half hard-ons shooting like, <laughs> m- like make out now scenes, is that a or...
1: hard-on and a half a one or if you added up like the little <laughs> like percentages of hard- hard-ons how many
2: chubs does make a hard-on I've gotten like yeah let's say <laughs> One full hard-on and then, like, two or three half-chubs. Okay. Yeah. Did they, <laughs> did they, was the other person aware that there was a... Um, generally, no. I mean, that's the thing is, like, you're not, like, it's so... Uh, I mean, maybe once or twice. I mean, there's that famous, like, who I don't know who it was was, uh, quote of, like, uh, they're about to do a sex scene. I, I can't remember who it's attributed to. Like Brando or something like that, and he's like, "I'm sorry for what's about to happen, or for what is not about to happen."
1: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, because it's generally frowned upon to look at an actress and go, Did "Your pussy get wet." Like you're not yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah, you talking, shouldn't. You're not.
0: Uh, no, I was talking uh, to especially a girl once. if you're a
1: host and you don't act in things. <laughs> yeah. I was talking like myself.
0: I was talking to a girl once. It was about she was like a day player on some show, and she was gonna have to make out with the lead guy. And the guy comes into her dressing room. He's like, "Hey, peppermint or cinnamon?"
2: Uh, she's like, oh. "Excuse me."
0: peppermint or cinnamon what do you want me to taste like oh!
2: <laughs> yeah i'm so i'm so conscious of trying not to make the the woman feel awkward or like i'm so conscious of like let's make this comfortable and fun and and like that the last thing on my mind generally is like Oh, we're about to fucking do that. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I want it to look real. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, I just. Uh, Tootsie. Re- yes, right, a, t- yes. You know that thing. He was like, Are you ready, my dear?
1: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I That movie holds up. Yeah. Yeah. 110. Bill Murray improvised so all his lines.
2: I know. We just did a live reading of that, uh, and, and it was it's so good. It's so good. It, 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 uh, it, it was, I rewatched it and it's great. And it really holds up too on, on the page. Where did you read? Where did you do a reading of that? Um, at LACMA, they, uh, Jason Reitman generally does them. He does a bunch of live readings of of, of of classic movies. And then David Wayne, um, did this one like Reitman's away. So Wayne did one. And I think Patton did one. Um, and, uh, so uh, Wayne's favorite movie is Tootsie. And so he did a live reading of it and, um, And I got to do Dustin Hoffman. I got to read that part, and it was the one of the most fun things that I've ever done. It was Miss Dorothy, she's right here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's right here. Yeah, (laughs) it's so crazy. It's and it's so. And I heard making that movie that they hated each other. Sidney Pollack and Dustin Hoffman were like clashing constantly really and it's it was just such an interesting example because in my mind it's like oh the best art comes out of when everybody's like collaborating and loving each other and, mm. and it's like no that movie was a nightmare for them to make
1: really yeah Fuck. I had no idea yeah
2: I think it's like I don't know if, you know somebody, you guys can google at home don't press pause. Listen to the whole thing and then go back.
1: <laughs> but uh, make
0: a
2: note. Make, yeah, a, mental make a note to go Google Sidney Pollock Dustin Hoffman beef question <laughs> mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, someone made a Dustin Hoffman Sidney Poitier. Uh, I I no, Like that. No, Never yeah. mind. I've
1: already fucked it up. But no. well, what was it gonna be? Yeah, it was gonna be a food like joke, like, beef, yeah, like a piece of, meat? Yeah, like yeah, a piece yeah, of yeah. meat, a sandwich, at a at a Tootsie themed cafe somewhere. <laughs> and just a very specific information.
2: <laughs> this is a bit that was pitched a long time ago. I think it was a Mulaney idea. We were we we pitched a bunch of sketches to Chappelle's show, like you know when they, they were they would take submissions, and the sketch was called Poitier's Complaint, and it was just like, but it was like really petty complaints from Poitier, just like, yes, listen to me, man, this dry cleaning is not starched enough, man. <laughs>
1: was,
2: shockingly, they didn't buy it
1: with the with the gravity of yeah. his of his yes, voice, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it didn't work. I like the toast
1: crusty on the outside,
2: right. <laughs> man. You listen to me, mama. <laughs> These waters are too tiny. This change machine took my dollar. Um still alive, Sydney. He is. Yeah. Good, dude. Director
0: of Ghost Dad. Really? Bill Cosby. You really? Serious? Yeah.
2: Good for, for him. him. You
0: listen dad. to me, Ghost Dad. <laughs> now you're ghost dad, see? I can see right through
2: you. <laughs> These are not peanut M and M's, Mama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that almost sounds like Bono and Bullet the Blue Sky. The God I believe in isn't short of cash, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> who are you angry at? What are you? Who are you talking? Is this Bono or Bono the singer? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you or too.
0: Bono the singer. Was he in a movie Bono. or is this a
1: song? Uh, it's a song called Bullet the Blue Sky from on, on Rattle and Hum. Ah. Uh, and it's just, he's having this, you know, he was sort of go. it was the period of his music where it was like, he was really kind of like critical of capitalism. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was just this, you know, God, I believe it isn't short of cash. But he was talking about uh, televangelists, I guess.
2: Oh. Wow. Yeah. He's kind of cool. Like, at the end of it all, like, he's, like, there's something you're like, oh, you're against capitalism. With your like, crazy- I don't mind.
1: I don't mind Bono at all. And, uh, although I loved the South Park episode with Bono, well,
2: I, I haven't seen that one.
1: Uh, I, well, I don't want to spoil it, yeah, but yeah. you should. But yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah.
2: You should watch it, of course.
1: Um, and they they basically. <laughs> Essentially, just said the worst thing that you, one of the worst ways that you can depict a person. Uh-huh. And it was still hilarious,
2: but I was still like,
1: what's everyone's, you know, like he's, uh, yeah, what's wrong with he's just doing him? his thing. He, he has, doing
2: like, his uh, thing. of all of those kinds of people, he has, like, done, he has made a real impact on the world. And I think in a real way with, like, the work in Africa, like, in a real way, you're like, oh, you're not just, like,
0: yeah, he's not just talk.
2: Yeah, like, save the, do- like, I, like, yeah, like, it's like dogs need saving, you know, and you're <laughs> Like, it's oh, I true put on this ribbon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, did we're you... raising money for these dogs, and you're like, "What about like the thousands and millions of homeless people in this country? Like, oh, they're not. They're
1: not cuddly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Can't adopt one of those. Yeah. So, uh, so Kroll Show is back uh, in a couple days.
2: January 10th. I'm oh, sorry, January 14th. It's every Tuesday at 10:30. So I don't know when this airs.
1: This, this is going up uh, tomorrow. Great. So it's in advance of Oh, the great, premiere. great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's- uh, Jump up some
2: excitement. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, it's it's every Tuesday at 1030, um, and it's- uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited for- Is this it season, season three? three? Season two. Season two. Season two. You, you guys started writing this a year ago? This, it, yeah, it started airing a year ago, like similar, like January 19th or something. And we were writing season two when it premiered. That's right. And then we started shooting and finished shooting um, in like June. And we've been done. Wrapped, 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 and like in like October. So this will be like watching someone else's show at this point. Yeah. It is. It's kind of fun. Like I don't know if you guys have ever had that, where you like, you know, I guess like Midnight is like it's you shoot it and it's and it's back and it's that. I night.
1: get I get that with cartoons. I do, I do car- yes voices
2: and and you don't see
1: the cartoon for like a nine months or yeah. a year. You're like, oh, I totally
2: forgot. Yeah. yeah, and that's how it feels like. It's it's kind of crazy because I like I put the show away. You know, you watch each episode like a hundred times as you're editing it and tightening it up. And stuff like that, and then you put it away. And now I'm like re-watching stuff as I'm like you know getting ready to talk about the show and stuff like that. And and I'm like, oh god, I forgot all about all. Of it. It's it's really fun. <laughs> you cool. can sort of begin to enjoy it, and it's sort of like we were talking about of like you look at yourself. Like I need to watch my when I edit my stuff. Like I need to watch it at least two times to before I can give any notes because the first time all I'm doing is being like. Look at your fat fucking face. Oh,
0: cut no. this out! I look fat. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And I try not to cut anything where I'm like, I don't look good. But like, the first time I watch something, I'm just watching myself. I'm yeah. not watching. I'm not watching. You, you yeah, give, everything. You, that, I've that's done sort that. of
1: funny is that you give yourself a pass to be like, all right, here's where I'm gonna not be focusing on anything
2: relevant. Right. So, yeah. But
1: I at least just have to get this out of yeah, my system. Yeah, I get
2: one out of my system, and then I can watch and be like, cut this, cut that, cut <laughs> everybody else's lines, leave my jokes. Nobody yeah. else can score.
1: Push, the, push the image in. <laughs>
2: But then also cut my
1: face out of it because I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no one left in the show. I know, I know. Just air it, air the black, air the black.
0: (laughs) It's brilliant. It's
2: perfect. AV Club's going crazy for this one. Um, No, I think I'm actually. I think. I think I'm. I'm actually. Being, I'm I'm harder on myself on jokes of my own than I am on other people. Sometimes where I'll be like, like cut my joke, cut my joke. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. um, because it's you know every bit is like me and John Daly, me and Jenny Slate, me and John Mulaney, me and Chelsea Peretti, me and you know I generally have another like a partner in me and Jason Manzoukas. And then there are other pieces, but like in general, it's been like me partnering up with one of my good friends. Um, and, and I'm, I'm usually, I, I'm like, I eh, can cut my joke here. Like, Melanie's joke's better. or Like, you know, I like Daly's take on this or whatever, you know? That's for the better of the sketch. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it is. I th- I think I'm okay at being like, my joke's not as good here, or, you know? or
0: Is there someone there to say like, no, yours joke is better? Yeah.
2: And I need, and I, ha- and then it's all, ends up being all my jokes. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have, I luckily have like, you know, Jonathan Kreisel, uh, who directed the show, and then John Levenstein, who's the showrunner, uh, and then our editors are are Dan Longino and, and uh, Bill Benz and, and and I have I very much like tried to. Uh, have a conversation with them about it. Like very rare. Yeah. There's been one or two times where I'm like, "No, I want this. Like this is where I'm putting my foot down, and I want this." And you, I know you don't agree with me, um, but it's it's my name, so I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm, but as <laughs> long you
0: don't do it all the time.
2: No, I do it very, very sparingly. Um, because for the most part, it's like, no, you've hired these people to be your partners, like, or you know, th- there's a reason for that. Like, there's yeah. A, it, and 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 if you can release that element of it, then. Your job and life becomes so much easier that it's not all on you uh, to to make every decision, good and bad.
1: Oh, I agree, and I also, I also just, I, I, but, and I, I also feel like. Yeah, there's a you know a lot of people are funnier than I am, <laughs> and I and I yeah. and I'm I'm totally fine with that. And I, I just only you know as long as the best overall thing gets made, yeah. yeah. I kind of don't care
2: who says yeah, the, who has the thing as long as the thing gets whatever out there.
0: Ser- services the bit or the comedy yeah. of the of the moment or the bit.
2: Uh, yeah, I think so, and I think that that I think that's what I'm uh that's what I, I'm very proud of with the show is I think like the shows as a whole um are. Uh, like the the best version of the the show um and it and it and it's a you know uh, i think the whole process is very collaborative um yeah. and it i can't i can't imagine doing like that some of that is out of insecurity, being like, no, I'm not funny enough on my own. Like, I need like, Daly and Mulaney and Chelsea and Jenny Slate and Levinstein and Kreisel and the editors and uh, and all the writers that we have. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I I'm too insecure with my own product to put that out. You yeah, know what I mean yeah. like and and also like I need to be a human being, I need other people to have responsibility and ownership over this so that it gets done because i can't imagine being the only person who's like, no, this we need to get you know what I mean like that yeah. seems like a nightmare to me to be like a a a um a soul voice
1: <laughs> this didn't work well you said yeah exactly oh, no, yeah. you forced your thing yeah. oh, i did no, did no, no way. way yeah, yeah I, did I did do that, that. <laughs> yeah i yeah. that oh that's right i said it wasn't yeah you had to use my oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. still I said this still, you let me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what?
2: it's still yeah. your fault so you're all right, now, right? right? Yeah. um yeah so it's that the, to me, it's the collaboration that makes it, like, a real fun, also a really fun thing to do. Like, yeah. yeah, Where you're like, you know, we were shooting this f- teaser episode um, that's online. All the episodes, by the way, are online. If you haven't seen season one, it's all on ComedyCentral.com and, and Hulu. But there's a teaser episode that we made, um, like, sort of bridging season one and season two. And it was like, uh, and I had a bunch of the folks. Um, one of the differences between season one and season two is, like, we have a bunch of interviews sort of on the fly interviews with whoever the guest stars were because like uh because we were talking about it with your show as well that comedy central wants to like to see the behind the scenes and like same with midnight where it's like they want to see all of us like playing around with each other yeah um and and it makes sense because it's like some of the fun stuff is is the off the cuff like mess around stuff and so i had like chelsea uh jenny slate um daily and Manzucas all there and we were all just sort of like yapping away as like interstitial stuff and and i was like god this is so fucking cool that it's like me with my friends like truly my friends who i think are so funny and then we're all gonna get in here and like talk about the show we made and talk about the show that's coming it's like it's just so it's so yeah. it's so crazy that we get to do it, and it's so fun it, it really it made it it's it was a real moment of like Oh, this is done, and now we're hopefully we'll make more. But you know, like a, a brief starting to like look back on it. And be like, God, we're so lucky that we get to that this is happening. Yeah, it's a long way from oh hello. Yeah, I know it's crazy, and uh, so, and yet the same thing, you know. Yeah.
1: And also, uh, I have to hugely apologize to you because you gave us a video for at midnight, and we couldn't air it. Oh, you couldn't. We couldn't air it because we in in the first run of the show. We were like, oh, one way that'll really be able to get our friends on who can't actually be there for whatever reason is we'll just get them to do something on their iPhone, on their iChat camera. So we shot a bunch of them, and we started showing them, and we realized, like, we, I guess we were thinking the way the internet works. Like, oh, you could just put this on YouTube, and it would make sense. But what we were finding is we would show these, like, iChat or iPhone videos, and because people weren't mic'd properly, Uh, the live audience could never hear what they were saying. And so... We have this one screen that's just to the left of the podium that was just for like, oh, these are celebrity cameo videos, yeah. and we had to we had to stop. The only other one we did is we actually sent a camera crew to Nick Offerman because we we're like, right. well, we have to mic these people from now that's on. So yeah. interesting. They, they so take some of the charm out of it, then, right? Uh, well, a, a, a little bit, but I mean, it, in in theory, you think it might, but in actuality, like the the iChat kind of iPhone cameras, they really just don't look as like when the rest of the television show is produced right yeah yeah yeah. and that part and the audio is like you're back here and you can't yeah Yeah. so it was a huge bummer so i'm sorry you wasted your time doing that but
2: i really 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 want you to come do i would like to come beyond the show or come yeah i would like to and and it's very exciting to watch you'll crush
1: you'll fucking destroy yeah
2: it's 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 fun it's fun to watch something like that sort of take hold and, and work and again i i go back to like you got to do something for the first time. It's like there were the things like that that you just don't know in season one. Yeah. You're like, oh, this thing that we like love the idea of in practice just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and we felt, I felt that with Kroll Show with season one to season two, you're just like, oh, like we were trying to do like, it's going to be super dense and it's the show's still very dense, but it was like, we'll do one-off sketches and then we'll do these longer pieces and we'll do da And like you watch, and then you we watched it you know, starting to air, and you're like, oh, like that doesn't work right. And yeah. now, like, and you get to go do season two, and you're like, oh, now, you know, like let's have more, like less of these faster sketches, and take that time and like have me talk to like, you know, Craig Robinson or Chelsea or uh Zach or whoever the guest, you know, the guest star was. And um and those moments sort of took that place and I think makes the show uh more of a fun hole to watch. But you just don't know. It's like you guys are gonna do your show. You just don't know that's one that's my that's one of my favorite
1: things though, as long as you're given the opportunity to apply the knowledge that you've that you've gained. Yes. Um but I really I love it's For me, it's the equivalent of taking apart a toaster and figuring out how it works. Yeah, you know, it's oh that didn't. Okay, great. Well, it sucked that we had to lose that thing, but amazing that we now. Because I'm sure you've like kind of like what you were saying. There's probably stuff that came up. That you never ever would have had any idea, like, oh, that's the thing that's gonna work. Oh yeah. my god! And yeah. then you just, and then you
2: can focus on that. Yeah, and then you overfocus on it, and then people <laughs> don't like it anymore. Uh, but, too thinking. Yeah, it's like well, it's like sticking a toast, a fork, in a toaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get electric, you But I do think, yeah, for me, I definitely, I, le- I definitely. Um, I definitely it's a process of elimination and it's like for me it's like putting the puzzle together that's the fun part of especially in the edit which i was always like scared of was always like well the edit is where i lose power because like i can control the writing i control what i say on set but once we get into editing like i'm just the i'm just there you know what i mean yeah. but then now i'm like no the edit is another piece of that puzzle where you can just keep working it
1: yeah so that's 10 it's running for 10 weeks Starting yeah. on the fourteenth, and then are you on the are eleven you, weeks? Actually, 11, eleven weeks. Yeah, are you perform? Are you performing anywhere anytime? Soon? I
2: was doing the road uh, in November December. I'm 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 going to be in New York actually while the show comes out, uh, making a movie um, uh, that I, I have been put together for like two couple years ago. It's been a long process, but um, that is me and uh, Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale. Wow, um, nice. And it's sort of like a dramedy that I've been sort of putting. Nice. In. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm really, um, that's what I'll be doing while the show comes out. And then we'll come back, I'll come back from there and start writing Croll uh, Show season three. Hey. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, hopefully we'll get, we it's script order. We haven't been, you know, picked up officially. But so we'll start writing it and, and see what that's happens. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's good to see you, Nick It's Kroll. good to thank you for having me. I always enjoy being here.
1: Please, come back whenever you want. This please sounds come, like a fake conversation. Please yeah? come do
2: the At Midnight program. <laughs> yeah, I would love
1: to. I'm, I, no one's ever said, like... <laughs> as many times as people have said, are we started, no one's been like, are we, have we finished? Are we finished? Are we done? Is this done? Are we Is f- this are finished now?
2: Uh, can, I, can I be myself now? Can I be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. can, you, can you believe I was saying all that shit about being insecure what a fucking joke <laughs> <laughs> sounded like real pussy there Nick yeah 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 like you know, I said I wanted to make women feel comfortable in sex scenes I'm a monster
0: yeah
2: <laughs> I just uh, binocid my dick oh, hey, Yeah, it
1: stings yeah. oh,
2: it really hurts why did I
1: do that why did yeah. I do that cinnamon dick flavored
0: dick (laughs) Dick flavored yeah Yeah, I don't know why they sold it either anyway
1: which one yeah (laughs) you just remind me that I just saw an ad from the producers of Jersey Shore have essentially done Jersey Shore in the south with, with rednecks yeah 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 and it's look I get I get it I don't want to begrudge people working and I'm sure if someone you know someone went to them and was like can you please do a redneck version of this mm-hmm. and they were like sure we did that well we'll do it mm-hmm. but the cookie cutterness of it is so like the situation is called Daddy, and he's fucking shirtless and ripped, but he has really, a crazy yeah. nickname. Oh, and it, it's god. just like,
2: come on. Yeah, kind of
1: try, dumb. try to branch yeah, out. It's yeah.
2: done until we watch
1: try it. Try to branch yeah. out. <laughs> oh my god,
2: did you see the party Down itself? <laughs> yeah. <south>? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking. Amazing. Have you read Daddy's book?
1: It's
0: really, really funny.
1: It's no, it's like it seems like it'd be dumb, but it's really- Ironically, good. it's about moms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. All righty. Get out. Alright, thank you. Get
2: guys. out. All right, guys.
1: (laughs) These headphones. Um... Man.
2: Man. man, Buddy. (laughs) Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages
1: of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder,